Salam Matal South Africa Foundation has partnered with the Northwest University to upskill local NGOs. They signed a memorandum of agreement to provide training and skills development to 11 NGOs situated in the Val region. To tell us more, we're joined by Ederick Stander, who is in the Industrial Psychology School of Behavioral Sciences at Northwest University. Good evening to you, Ederick, and thank you so much for joining us. Welcome onto the talk show. Hi, Mashaba. Nice to uh, talk to you. When we talk about the 11 NGOs that have been identified in the Val region, what kind of process did you go through to identify which NGO needed these skills development? It was a, a very deliberate process that, uh, that was steered initially by Arsenal and Natal themselves in terms of they identified NGOs that were doing particularly useful work within the region. Um, and basically with, with a view of, of identifying NGOs that could potentially uh, in the future engage with ArcelorMittal um, as part of their corporate social investment portfolio. So it was uh, organizations basically that uh, in, in the future could, could feed into the, the CSI portfolio mm-hmm. of the company. And in deciding which courses would actually benefit the NGOs? And Master Chama, there's a number of things. So the, the program actually comprises of a, of a blended learning approach. So we do a number of different things as, as part of the, uh, the, the bigger Outslaw Metal Sustainability Accelerator, which is the program title. Uh, one, one of it uh, is, is basically the course itself. So it's uh, direct learning, uh, classroom-based learning, where, where the participants would receive a, a certificate in, uh, in sustainability specifically. But we also do a lot of very practical work uh, with these participants focused around things like basic computer skills, uh, basic presentation skills, basic proposal writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we plug that into a very practical model so that we bolster the skills of, of these organizations to be, uh, to operate like, like businesses, uh, essentially, and, and not only, uh, you know, NGOs, but, uh, businesses specifically. When we talk about NGOs, you find various uh, different NGOs. You find the big NGOs. You find the smaller NGOs. You find a mom-and-pop operation where, um, you know, a woman in the township has decided to take in children that need assistance and uh, provide them with meals and uh, clean uniform and uh, provide them with um, people who overlook their homework. How do you decide what NGO needs and, and at, at that particular point in time, because these different sized NGOs clearly have different needs. Yeah, very interesting question, uh, Mishawa. I think the, the important thing for us, and, and that's the fascinating thing about the program, we've, we've actually enrolled the participants and we've had two sessions with them, and very diverse, so quite, uh, you know, quite different uh, areas that they service, quite different sectors that, that they are uh, involved with these. Uh, these NGOs, and, and quite different in size. We have uh, organizations that employ literally up to 30 people, other organizations have two or three people. Mm, mm. Um, but but it's a, it's a, a question of, of they all do valuable work in, in, in different spaces, and um, the impact is significant. So so that was the big the big thing is we, we, we really go and have a look at, at what they are doing in terms of, of uplifting the the Val community, which there's clearly, a, I mean, there's a real need in different uh, in different areas of, within our region. So um, the impact that they actually make uh, is, is a big distinguishing factor. And you, I mean, you can be an organisation of 
of three people making you know the, the same or quite uh, close to the same impact than, than a larger organization. So um, I think the beautiful thing, the brilliant thing is these people are all of them, the one common denominator that they share, there's a lot of passion. Uh, and, and there's a great deal of heart in, in the projects that they do, and, and mm. you can really work mm. with that. If you've got that, uh, it's, it's easy to, to get the rest done. Absolutely. And uh, um, how important are their present qualifications before even embarking on the, uh, um, the, the, the skills upgrade that you are engaged with as the University of the Northwest? Yeah, well, we are a university, so there's there's obviously certain uh, requirements. Uh, we offer higher learning, so a, a very basic entry level requirements for these particip- uh, requirements for these participants would be to hold a senior certificate, so an, an old language and matric uh, higher certificate. Um, but then we also look for for participants who've got some sort of of, of practical prior experience. We call it recognition of prior learning. Um, that they can pick up through actually working. Um, and we look at about uh, three years as a minimum um, for that. So it's a higher certificate and then about uh, three years ex- working experience uh, in order for them to be enrolled into the, mm-hmm. the program. So We're talking to Ederick Stander, Industrial Psychology School of Behavioral Sciences at Northwest University. And we're talking about the memorandum of agreement that they've signed with Asilo Metal South Africa Foundation to upskill local NGOs. They have chosen 11 NGOs situated in the Val region. Ederick a lot of NGOs talk about funding being the huge problem. Is this something that is looked at in the course? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I, I, that's one of our very, very big focus areas is around funding. Because the interesting thing, I mean, if you look at uh, at South Africa, CSR or CSI as a, as a sector is, is really very, you know, it's, it's a significant economic sector in our country. I mean, uh, clearly with with legislation um, creating a, a very conducive environment for for CSR to to thrive. So. Is there funding available? Certainly. I mean, the big corporates are really supporting uh, causes. Now, the the problem is, or the the, the challenge perhaps, is how do you access that funding as an NGO? Mm -hmm. Um, We're beyond the point in time where where NGOs can just go to a corporate, knock on the door and ask for a a million rand and and, and access those funds. They have to come with a very clear uh, business plan, a very clear mandate as to what the impact, the actual impact, is going to be in the community that they service. Um, and, and when we say impact, obviously you need to have measurables to, to assess that impact. So that's a big part of the program as well. And so how do you uh, assess the impact that you are making through your social project? Um, another thing that we're talking about a lot is, is how do you align your company or your organization, your NGO's strategy with the business strategy of, of a corporate funder? So typically with, say, with ArcelorMittal as, as a good example, you need to, to, to be able to offer them a product that they can finance and fund and, and, and generate a, a social dividend, but, but equally important, a, a business dividend or financial dividend, um, either as, as, as but through creating a more sustainable operating environment or, or through marketing or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But, but these guys have to be very clear on what it is that they offer. They have to align with the business strategies of the corporate funders, and they have to be able to say, that, look, um, we've got clear performance indicators on a number of different areas so that we, you know, that we, can, we can substantiate 
for for the funding that we do ask from from corporate funders. So it's not a I don't think funding is a is a problem. Um, there's I mean we're talking about seven billion rand annually that's that's invested in with, within the CSI mm-hmm. space. It's a case mm-hmm. of how do you access that funding mm-hmm. and how do you manage that funding uh, like a business uh, and on sound business principles. You spoke about making a proposal for funding to a large corporate business. Um, is this the same proposal that I would make to let's say an organisation that is uh, dispensing the funding coming through from uh, the different uh, corporations because what we're seeing now is a drive to actually channel this money into different NGOs who will then look at which NGO deserves it more or into different businesses who will then decide which NGO deserves this more so it's not a case of going to the corporate uh, funder directly anymore, it's also just going through the hoops in terms of making sure that you get through the preliminary um, interviews to get through to the company that will decide who gets the money and who doesn't. Is this part of the course as well? Because um, funding changes all the time for NGOs. And that's the, that's the fascinating part of, of the sector, the way that it has sort of matured, to, I think is a, is, a, is a nice way to describe it. Really, there's a, it's not, you know, there's, there's certain instances you can actually uh, approach the, the corporate funder directly mm-hmm. through either uh, there's, there's certain platforms and vehicles for that, but also there's vehicles um, who, who sort of who act as umbrella organisations to sort of have a number of NGOs that they can serve as or that they can take to a, to a potential corporate funder and say, look, we've got 10 people doing different causes, which product would you, uh, you, would you be interested in? I think the, the important thing, the principle essentially remains the same from the perspective of the NGO. You still, regardless of whether you're proposing to a, a, a funding organisation or umbrella organisation, or would you proposing directly to the corporate funder, mm-hmm. you need to be very specific on, on, on what it is that you offer. You need to be very, very clear uh, on, on, on your mandate and what you want to achieve through your organization, what your key measurables are going to be, and, and, and regardless of, of which organization it, it potentially will, will look to fund you, you still have to be very clear on what it is that you're going to achieve through your organization. So the, the, the principle remains the same, and that's what we drive very hard in terms of this proposal. What should it yeah, – it's very basic things if you think about it, but what should it contain? Mm. How do you design a storyline that gets people excited about what you're doing and, and, and get people – um, to share your enthusiasm because that's the challenge. I mean, these NGOs are highly enthused about what they're doing. So how do you take that, uh, put it into a, a nice, uh, attractive product, and, and get someone else excited about that? And that's what we're really driving hard in, in this uh, this program, Machala. And is there an opportunity, Ederick, for the uh, students, the different NGOs, to actually study further to ensure that uh, they really advance their project management skills? Absolutely. So we two answers or two uh, things to, to answer that question. Firstly, uh, we also, as part of the program, we have a very interesting little spin that we brought as part of the program. There's this little business competition where we basically assess the different participants, the individuals on the program, which is about 20 of them. Um, they get the opportunity to present their proposals, and, and, and some, they've got some assignments and a number of different things that feed into this business competition. The winner of that competition gets a, a project management certificate or can enroll free of charge to a project management certificate, so a full diploma course uh, at the university, which is a, a long course and a very strong course and obviously mm-hmm. something that, that, will, that will, service, or will serve them in, 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 in a great way in the future, either in, for their own employability, but 
more importantly for the strength of the uh, the organization. Mm. But secondly, mm. I think what, what is really important to emphasize as well is uh, these people, these participants of ours, um, they become essentially alumni members of the Northwest University. So we're in a position uh, where we can really track them. We, we take, go onto our record systems. They go onto our um, alumni networks, and, and we can really keep up to speed with where they are in terms of their professional lives and where they are career-wise with regards to their NGOs. Um, and, and for me, that's the, that's the brilliant thing that, you know, that ArcelorMittal is actually enabling through, the, through funding this program, through getting on board, um, is, is the fact that we'll be able to enter into a long-term relationship uh, with our participants, which really enhances the sustainability and, and the effect of what we're trying to achieve through the, uh, the ArcelorMittal Sustainability Accelerator Program. And the 20 participants uh, coming from the 11 NGOs, do they get some kind of certificate or some kind of qualification at the end of uh, this training? Yeah, certainly. They get for the actual course, so for the, the, the course in, uh, in sustainability, uh, they get a certificate for that. They get a certificate for literally for basic proposal writing, uh, for presentation skills, and for basic computer skills. So those are accredited uh, certificates that you walk away, they will essentially walk away with at the end of the day, you know, depending obviously on the way that they attend the course and running through the assignments, uh, but potentially uh, our participants can walk away with four certificates, which I think is, is brilliant mm-hmm. over the course of six months, and uh, you know that, that really, really, really bolsters their skills, and, and I think that's a, a fantastic a uh, tangible way for them as well to, to be motivated in terms of completing this this process, which is rigorous in all honesty over the uh, the, the next six months it's going to be it's tough uh, for them as well but but we really believe it's a fruitful exercise and it puts the NGOs in a completely different uh, ball game so to speak because they're now uh, skilled with uh, the project management capabilities that will enable them to see the NGOs grow and continue to make a difference in their communities thank you so much for joining us Ederick Stander head of the Industrial Psychology School of Behavioral Sciences at Northwest University talking about the memorandum of agreement that the university has signed with AcelorMittal South Africa Foundation to upskill local NGOs. They've chosen 11 NGOs situated in the Val region and they're changing the lives of the 20 participants with vital entrepreneurial and project management skills. That is how we wrap it up tonight. Thank you so much to the team, Solufelo Bilu, Lusukho and our technical producer, Gift Zigala.